It's a Saturday morning rewatch where we rewatch old cartoons. Hi, Jess. Hi, Kelly. It's time for a Saturday morning rewatch. Yay! And I'm sure you guessed from the last episode that this time we're doing She Ra! <laughs> I'm excited. Guess what, guys? The theme song is the same. <laughs> It's the same. It's literally the same. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't spend any money to change anything. No. No. They didn't. And they, like, they upgraded maybe three things. And we will get to that. But it's like, boy, we got He-Man. And now we got She-Ra. So Man-Man and Lady Lady. Girls exist. Maybe we should sell toys to them, too. Yeah, which, okay, on the one hand, maybe progressive, (laughs) but on the other hand, what? It's that kind of equality that capitalism grants you. True, (laughs) very true. (laughs) Okay, so for people who are unfamiliar, She-Ra, the Princess of Power, ran from 1985 to 1986 and had 93 episodes. It is the spinoff of He-Man, aimed specifically at little girls. And it follows the adventures of Princess Adora slash She-Ra, the twin sister of Prince Adam slash He-Man. This is where it gets more interesting. Adora yeah. was kidnapped by Hordak as a baby and raised by the evil Horde on Etheria. She serves as the Horde fourth captain until He-Man arrives and reveals to her that she has been lied to. Once she realizes the truth, she breaks free of the spells that she's under and joins the rebels to fight to free Etheria. So, whereas He-Man's opening is, hey, I'm He-Man, let's go do stuff. What Jess just said as a summary, this five episodes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a five episode opening arc, and I was like, okay, already this show is taking itself a lot more seriously than He-Man ever did. more seriously. And also, I'm like, okay, Gargoyles, it's opening arc was four. Shiva, why do you need five? (laughs) Because she's gotta, like, learn things. I don't know. (laughs) This is one of the things that She-Ra does that He-Man does not. It invests in its plot. It takes yeah. itself a, like a little bit more seriously than He-Man. It does. It does. They learned things. This is one of the things that they learned, and that was how to write a story. Yeah. Like an actual story, not yeah. just He-Man has arrived. Oh, the bad guys are leaving. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like, oh, we're under the tyranny of darkness, and mm-hmm. someone has to rebel against it. And I was like, oh, you watch Star Wars. Good job. Yeah. They also, like, retcon some stuff, because I know in the last yes. episode, I was like, oh, Skeletor makes sense. He does. So Skeletor is the bad apprentice of Hordak. Yes. And Hordak came to Eternia, which is He-Man's place, to try and take it over. And when he couldn't, because... Prince Adam and Adora's mom and dad, like, were good fighters and stuff. He left, but he left Skeletor behind, and Skeletor snitched on him. Yes! <laughs> Which is my favorite thing. You find out that Skeletor is legitimately incompetent because he was the apprentice of someone way better, and his mentor abandoned him. <laughs> oh my god, I love that part so much, because they were like, Skeletor was left behind, and so in order to, like, save himself, he told them, where Hordak was, and I was like, Skeletor, you bitch. Right? He's a fucking snitch, which, I mean, makes sense for Skeletor, because he would be like, ha, 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 now I can escape, and you're like, I okay. <laughs> that happens a lot to Skeletor. He's like, oh, you'll let me go if I tell you something? Fine. Yeah, cool, here you go. Info means nothing to me. I've got muscles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know why you would expect Skeletor to ever, like, watch your back, though. <laughs> no, like, it doesn't make any sense. But so Hordak had come to Eternia both to conquer it and he tried to steal Adam and Adora. And instead he just stole Adora. Which I wonder, okay, what the fuck? Is this another sorcerer special? Which is why Adam doesn't even, like, I know it was babies. But his parents never told him anything about yeah. having a twin. Well, Nothing. The sorceress says that she, like, removed the memory of Adora from Adam so that he wouldn't have to deal with the, like, stress of knowing he had a sister. And I was like, really? So wow. now he has to find out? Like, that's a bit of a shock, don't you think? Yeah. Even when he finds out about Adora, the sorceress is literally like, Adam, I need you to come to Castle Grayskull. Hey, take this sword through this dimensional portal and find the person it belongs to. And he's like, cool, what what person? I can't tell you anymore, Adam. Go through the port. What? Yeah. Like, he <laughs> spends yeah. like three episodes not knowing who the fuck she is. And then Adora figures it out in a flashback that she has. Because she has the sword, and then she tells him that she's his twin sister. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the sorcerer's like, you found her! Your sister! And you're like, bitch, you knew the whole time? <laughs> you knew the whole time? You didn't tell anybody? <laughs> so unhelpful! Like, what the fuck? Like, why did Not you Not only did you know that? the whole time, you could get there! Yeah, exactly. You could have saved Adora years ago. I know. And you chose not to. You just were like, nope. <laughs> there will be a time and a place for He-Man to do it for me. And you're like, come on. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> also, I love the Adora sword is He-Man's sword with a jewel on with it. With a jewel on it. Hey, yeah. little girls. Guess what we know that you like? It's jewels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the Titans are still just as dumb. But the other thing that they update, which is really important to me, is Adora's horse. Oh my god. Which name is... It's shit. A spirit? <laughs> yeah, it's like... But it's like... Spirit when it's a horse and swift wind when it's There we go. Yes. Both of them like being each other. They do. Like, Swiftwind is okay being Swiftwind. I'm it's pretty fine. sure Spirit is very happy to get transformed. Yeah, and Swiftwind is, like, another thing where, okay, so much of this, the things in the show are so clearly from a committee of what people think little girls should like. Yeah, Because Swiftwind is it's exactly an alicorn. Thing. <laughs> yeah, he is. He has a long unicorn horn, which is gold. He has rainbow wings, a saddle, and okay, I like tried to pause multiple episodes to confirm this, but I couldn't. But it looks like his saddle ties up in a nice cute bow underneath. It does look like that. I don't know if it does, but it, at least in the transformation sequence, that's what it looks like. Yeah, and he has a bright pink and blue mask that he wears. So this horse is fancy as fuck. But also as someone who rode horses, that horse makes no sense. No, it's not a real horse. But it looks exactly like the horse that you want when you're six. Yeah, and no lie, Femi, little girl Kelly, she loved it. I'm not even like a horse person and I still want that horse. Yeah, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure, like, you remember those toys Sky Dancers where it was like pixies yes. with wings on them? I had a Sky Dancer that I would try to make ride the horse because I'm like, Double flight, bitch. Like, <laughs> yes. That's amazing. 
So, yeah, that's another thing that they add to this show. So they add plot, they add better, like, clearly marketed stuff. Like, He-Man just has a bunch of stuff that you're like, okay, I guess that's fine. They're just but throwing things at the wall. Shira <laughs> is so clearly like, okay, little girls like sparkles. The sword has a gem on it. The transformation sequence is sparkles. The horse has rainbow wings. They live in, like, the ever-beautiful wood or something. What is the name of the place they live? Shoot. The Whispering Woods. There we go. Yeah. She literally has little fairy friends. Yeah. And her friend Glimmer has pink hair. And her name is Glimmer. Her name is Glimmer. Her real name is Glimmer. And her mom is Angela. Because she's an angel. She has angel wings. I was like, how is this genetics working out? What does your father look Just like? Just give it up. There is no genetics. Also, okay, can we talk about Bo's outfit, though? Because <gasps> she was still pretty Bo? fucking gay. <laughs> oh, like, they my God. Oh my god, so like, He-Man meets Bo in a bar, and I'm just like, those two banged. Yes! <laughs> Completely! <laughs> Absolutely! Oh my god, like, the animation is slightly better, and Bo sees He-Man and raises an eye- well, he sees Adam and raises an eyebrow like, I wonder who this is, and it's like, oh, do you, Bo? <laughs> Y'all went home together, no doubts. <laughs> no doubts. Alright, so let's talk about Bo. <laughs> Oh my god, Bo is the archer slash kind of leader of the rebels prior to Princess Adora joining them. He is very good at shooting a bow and arrow. That's why his name is Bo. His name is Bo. They couldn't think that hard. (laughs) It's not because he is a bow. Like, no. No, he's a very, very masculine man with a little heart on his chest. Like, on the little cloak thing that he wears. He wears leggings. Yeah. He looks like Robin Hood, except they took off most of his shirt. No shirt. Like, it's literally like a, like, it's a dickie. I hate (laughs) saying that, but if you, it's a, it's like, it's a collar around his neck that comes down to a point that points to his belly button. Mm. The point of it does not touch his leggings. No. No. It kind of hangs there. (laughs) It's a little hard on It's literally like the fashion equivalent of an eyebrow raise going, fellas? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not gonna suck itself. Like <laughs> <laughs> The first thing that Bo and Hima do is fight off some bad guys together. Oh no, I'm sorry, it's Prince Adam. It's Adam, it's not it's not He Man at first. No, no. So at first it's Prince Adam and you know what Bo is thinking there. And then He Man comes along and you know what's going on there. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very clear. Oh my god. The whole thing, you're just like, everything just got gayer and there's no reason for that. (laughs) No, it just happened. And it just is. It's fine. Yeah. Also, like, can I say that after the first five episodes, which is the arc of She-Ra becoming Mm She-Ra, the next episode opens with a person that has not been introduced at all. Oh my god. At all. She has frost powers. I forget her name. But it's the 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 morning. And Adora and this frost lady come out of Adora's camp and they're, and Adora's like, thanks for staying over, frost lady. Wow. It was great to get to hang out. And she's like, yeah, Adora, that was really fun. You'll have to come to my house next time. And I'm like, look at these gals being pals. Oh, because as they say this, they're holding each other's hands in that way where you hold both hands wow. in front of you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say that Shira doesn't seem that gay relative to He-Man, but 
You may have just killed that. Because when, like, She-Ra and He-Man are next to each other, you're like, well, She-Ra seems like a relatively non-gay person. And He-Man somehow seems extra gay next to his twin sister. Oh, yeah, completely. I don't really understand how that's working, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I didn't know you could get more gay, but somehow taking you into this other place has really ramped it up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and it really shouldn't because it's all sparkles and everything, but then you're like, oh, dang. He's just cool with it and equally still oblivious to, like, the hot ladies around him. And it's just, and him and Bo are fighting together. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. That's the thing. (laughs) Just, yeah, extra gay. But okay, so apparently She-Ra also. (laughs) It's still there, but it's much lower key. But if you look at it, like, I'm going to say some things out loud and you're going to be like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) As somebody who was looking for it. Okay. So, first of all, Shira's transformation sequence, very much like kind of like Sailor Moon reminiscent. Uh, yeah. Uh, that is literally in my note that it is yeah. a Sailor Moon thing. <laughs> there are multiple instances where Shira is just kind of sitting around daydreaming and she does this. <sighs> As a leader of a rebellion, with yeah. deep sighing in literal fields of flowers, <laughs> and she's doing things like contemplating. Having a family with people. Freeing her friends. Sleepovers. (laughs) Like, it's it's not overt like He-Man is, but it's there. One of her main villains is, yes, Hordak. But one of his other people is a woman named Catra who turns into a cat. And very often, they make pussy jokes about her because you could say pussy in reference to a cat. (laughs) On TV. There are episodes that I watch where Shira, in order to f- defeat Katra, just throws water on her and goes, Oh, you're all wet now. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens. Also, there is a very voluptuous witch. Mm-hmm. And she is the one that has spelled Adora when Adora does not know that she is Shira. So, like, it's but it's most definitely there and i'm just gonna say that shira is very much a femme loving femmes lesbian and i'm here for it i was wondering that i was like maybe she's just very femme Mm -hmm. yeah she's very femme but like still getting shit done well she's still a warrior princess Exactly. Which, BT dubs, when she's She-Ra, she has, like, a crazy Xena vibe. Like, she's just making jokes about everybody. I mean... <laughs> yeah, challenging people to different kinds of fights. Yeah, kind of, like, sitting around sassily, like, haha, you can't catch me. I'm just sitting over here on this rock. And you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And you're just like, oh, oh okay, She-Ra. Yeah. And then there sure. was the last episode that I watched. Hordak, like, throws a chain around her ankles and, like, drags her to him. And she's like... Is that how you catch girls? And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, there's this whole thing where she's fighting two people at once and she goes, now, now, boys, that's not how you ask for a dance. Yeah. And then she swings around and goes, okay, just one. Right. What? (laughs) She makes a lot of jokes like that. And I was like, I'm not really sure how to feel about what's happening. (laughs) She-Ra is very much weaponized femininity. There's yeah. a whole bit where she is Adora and she pretends to faint. And someone, lit- I think it might even be, oh, she goes home to meet her parents. Like she goes oh. with Adam back through the portal and Skeletor and Hordak get her and she's like, oh no. And she faints and yes. Skeletor goes, just like a woman. Yes. <laughs> and then she fake wakes up in the middle as he's trying to take her to her cell and she's like, thanks. And like kicks him in the face and runs away. Yes. 
Yeah. She also has healing powers, which I've noticed is always a big one that they give to ladies. Yeah, yeah, of course. She, she is still strong. She is strong. She still fights, but they definitely like added in some lady qualities, and you're like, okay, I see what you did there. Also, here's something that I don't think anyone has ever explained, but I'm interested in. When Adam raises his sword, he says, by the power of Grayskull. That's yeah. what he says. When Adora raises her sword, she says, for the honor of Grayskull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my inner feminist went, wow, that's gross. Yeah, I was like, she can't have the power? No. And for a while, I was like, why is it honor? And then I was like, virgins have honor. Oh, my God. That makes sense. Because I was like, you just throwing honor because you couldn't think of a word? Because I wouldn't be surprised with your naming skills. Well, you could say valor. Yeah, you could. That's true. Valor would have been better. You could even say love if you wanted to be super feminine about Mm -hmm. it. Because Mm -hmm. it's always, like, the feminized characters that get love. With the exception of maybe... Mati. Yeah, Mati. But yeah, so like that's that's the rare instance when a male character gets the heart powers, it's but true. usually it's a woman that gets them. So you know, Shira is very much a feminized He-Man in ways that you're like, well, that's nasty. <laughs> Again, this is the gender equality that capitalism gives you because, like, she's a woman who's fighting, but then there's all these other things in there where you're like, come on, guys. (laughs) Yeah. The unicorn's great, but did you have to do this other thing? (laughs) Yeah. Some of the plots of her episodes, which, okay, yes, they have plots now, which is great, but (laughs) they're weird. So, like, okay, there's an episode when they go to save Glimmer's mom, who, as we have stated, is named Angela because she has angel wings. They go to fight harpies yeah they don't go to fight hordak they go to fight literal harpies yeah like it's weird and okay i don't think you watched this but in the last episode i could find her horse reveals he has a mate and there's a unicorn island and his mate is pregnant she gets kidnapped and shira has to help save her but like a part of the episodes this is another one where she's sitting wistfully in flowers and sighing and she goes oh to raise a family. How wonderful. And I was like, ah! <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Did never wonder about that? Come on. No! He meant never... Cringer does not have a mate. Cringer does not have a family. Cringer is not like, hey, He-Man, help me out here. I gotta feed my babies. If he did, I would love that. (laughs) I would watch that and that would be great. But no, the whole plot is that if a a pet... Okay, I hate that they call them unicorns as a nerd. They're alicorns or pegasi. Like, come on. Like, because they have wings (laughs) and they have horns. It's true. They're not just unicorns. They're pegacorns. Like, let's deal with this. Anyway, so the whole deal is that if you take a pegacorn off of the unicorn island and that pegacorn has a baby it's just a normal horse oh my god (laughs) so the whole plot because apparently swiftwind's mate is right on the verge of going into labor when she's kidnapped wow and they're mentally connected and so swiftwind's like we have to hurry shira my baby will be born in any minute and we have to make sure it's born on the island and it's just like what what is Swiftwind? What are the like unicorn pegasi feelings about like normal horses? Apparently really not great. It's kind of like terrible. They're just oh like, no, God. we don't want a normal horse baby. This seems not like allowed. a really awkward disability conversation. <laughs> it's an island. You have to fly to get there. So if you give birth to a baby horse somewhere off the island. It never gets to go home. Oh my god. Right? It's terrible. I think they make it and it's fine. But like, 
<laughs> what the hell, you guys? <laughs> These are fucking hyper-feminized plots are stupid. <laughs> wow. That is rough. That is rough. The other one that I watched was just, like, the stone in her sword broke because she was fighting so hard. Oh, uh, wow. And then she had to go get it fixed. It was quite the adventure. It was okay. <laughs> it just wasn't that exciting. I mean, that also makes sense, though, because it's like, hey, girls, you remember she was sword? Now you can change the gems in it if you uh-huh. buy a whole new sword plus kit and caboodles with gems in them. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I was like, I don't think He-Man's sword ever breaks. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> That's weird, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Another one where I was like, wait, okay, you didn't hyper-feminize the plot, and this was actually worthwhile, but like, what? And it's one of those things where I was like, okay, she was way more dope than He-Man, because she sees this little girl who's trying to find the rebellion, and she's like, hey, little girl, what's up? And the little girl's like, oh, my village is overrun with hordesmen, and no one will do anything. And she's like, okay, cool, I'll come and help you. And she's like, well, shouldn't we get more of the rebellion? And she was tells her no i'm gonna teach your people how to fight for themselves and she gets there and like the whole town is pretty much like bitch no we're not fighting the horde they're way stronger and better than us she's like okay fine go be scared and the horde comes and she's fighting them all by herself and then the villagers are like oh no she was fighting our battles we can't do that and then they come out and help and she's like great you guys now learn to like take back your own power and respect and they're like yeah we have shira thanks wow right that is so Xena. That's like the first episode of Xena. <laughs> exactly. So they have moments where it's like, hey, here's some legitimate girl power. Now think about babies. And you're like, I Wait, know. no, what? <laughs> yeah, there's some real back and forth on that one. Yeah, it's a weird show. Yeah, but it kind of relates back too to He-Man because we ended He-Man on this idea that if you took the show more seriously and took out the gayness of it is not fun anymore and Shira has moments where it feels like it's lagging yeah I was like this is a better story but I also don't want to watch it yeah I was very much like this is great but I don't care yeah it was really weird I was like this is hands down a better story it's definitely got a plot line that you can follow <laughs> yes and it makes some sense. It they even, like, retcons some things. of He-Man to make sense. It's really weird. They, like, take the time to have an exposition. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, so objectively speaking, this one is better. But I don't care about it at all. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, and, like, even some of the issues in He-Man they fixed to down to, like, so in He-Man you have Orko, who's a bad wizard. In She-Ra you have a witch. Madam Raz. She is constantly doing bad spells, but they compliment her when she does good ones. Yeah. Like, they don't just scream at her all the time. No, she's not always in trouble. Well, I felt like Orko is kind of treated like a child, but Madame yeah. Rouse is just like that funny old lady. Yeah, she's just an old lady that sometimes says something but stupid. I, w- I would really like to know, why are these wizards that you, like, depend on so bad at their jobs? Right? I mean, I understand, at least for She-Ra, it makes sense. Once again, they've done plot. This is a rebellion. So yeah. <laughs> the best wizards are keeping their head down or have been taken by Hordak. True. Cool. That yeah. makes sense. It's true. There's a much better explanation for things than She-Ra. Yeah, whereas in He-Man, Orko just is. He's just around. <laughs> He's just like the court jester who also is very important to saving Eternia all the time. And you're like, yeah. I feel like maybe you should get a better wizard. Right? And it's like, you guys are on top, yeah. man. 
You guys could literally get any wizard, but you don't. You don't. You let Skeletor recruit them all. Yeah, like Madame Raz and the Fae people make sense because you're a rebellion. You're a scrappy. This is who you got. She's doing her best. Right. But also that that whole plot line makes She-Ra so much more legit to me than He-Man. Because He-Man is basically wandering around Eternia being like, do you need me? Yeah. No? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go lay around. Yeah, no. Like, even when he leaves uh, She-Ra on Etheria, you're like, I feel like you could be useful here. Maybe you should stay. Yeah. He's like, no, I gotta go home. You're like, but why? Skeletor can't take over. Come on. <laughs> no. Like, your dad can literally deal with him all the time. Yeah. But She-Ra literally goes through the portal with you as Adora, meets her parents, cries, Adam's mom has, like, a total meltdown when they think she's been stolen again. And she's legitimately like, oh, my God, my daughter, we just got her back. She (laughs) saves herself, comes back out, and then it's like, mother and father, I can't stay here because this world that I've I've grown up in, the only world I've really known, is still under the control of Hordak. And wouldn't you all go if it was your world? And they're like, yes, we totally understand. And she leaves. And yeah. it's like, you motherfucker, you didn't send anybody with her. You could help her. You didn't her. send her with tanks, nothing. Yeah. But even on the other side of that, even without any help, she's just like, great, I've got all this power. I have to use it. I'm yeah. going to go do it. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, Shira is so much more legit than He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, she actually has a cause that she's fighting for. She's not just, like, defending a monarchy. (laughs) And then even her episodes are things like, oh, I have to teach people how to fight for themselves or else our rebellion will never work. Okay. It's crazy. Great. But somehow that's still less entertaining and it just makes me feel like they did Shira dirty. Yeah, I'm not really sure what what went wrong. It's just somehow less interesting. And again, I think it's just because He-Man is so terrible that you can't really stop looking at it. <laughs> yeah, like, when you compare them, I will also say missing something. Yeah, Skeletor may be the missing piece here because Hordak is fine as a villain, but he's not interesting. There's one interesting thing about him. Hordak transforms into inanimate objects routinely. Oh, I did see that. He, he okay, turned good. into a rocket. <laughs> what yeah and then he like turns his arms into various instruments like all the time and it was like okay okay what (laughs) he also kind of has some kind of skeleton for a face so i'm still like is this a race are you is skeleton (laughs) face a race like what's happening to each other like what's the deal Although, I gotta say, the Hordak and Skeletor bickering with each other in the opening arc oh, is man. great A cartoon contest. That was great. The fact that, first of all, Hordak turns into a fucking rocket, <laughs> lands in Eternia, and the first thing he says is, hmm, I gotta get better control over my rocket form. <sighs> oh my god, okay. Skeletor then points his magic staff at him and is like, what are you doing here? And he's like, calm down, Skeletor. I'm not here for whatever you're doing. I'm literally here for this chick. You can work with me because you sold me out, you fucking narc. <laughs> and Skeletor's like, hmm, yes, I guess I'll do that. You did and leave me leave, on this right? planet, asshole. <laughs> but then he's, he's like, literally just like, then you'll leave, right? And Hordak's like, yup. <laughs> yeah. Hordak's like, you'll help me or else. And Skeletor's like, I'm not afraid of you, <laughs> but I will help you because I also don't want Shiro on my planet. <laughs> Except then he betrays him. Skeletor hangs on to Shira and just sends Hordak back and does his classic oh, like, yeah! like Skeletor like kicking Hordak back through the portal and then closing it 
is amazing. <laughs> it's so good. And Hordak is like, you fucking lie. <laughs> and Skelter's like, la la la, can't hear you. Bye bye. Pretty much. Like, quite literally. It's just sort of like, oh no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. But that's it's so, so Skelter has flair. That Hordak yeah. really does not have, despite his ability to turn into inanimate objects. But also, Hordak is a good military commander. Yeah. I have some notes where I say, gotta say, Hordak has better long-term plans than Skeletor. Oh, like, yeah. when you find him, he's made a machine because, and this is very much like you said, oh, good, you saw Star Wars. He made the machine where he's just gonna blow up the forest that the rebels are in. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I mean, I can't catch them, so I'm just gonna blow this base up. There we go. Yes. And when he's like, I'm just going to transport the entire forest into this pit that nobody ever comes out of. And I was like, you know what? That's a good plan. It's a solid plan. (laughs) It doesn't work, but it's a good plan. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. And he has several things where he's like, oh, I'm going to do something. I did it. And you're like, okay, Hordak, now what? Oh, is Shira coming? Yep. Okay, Shira stopped you. Oops. The episode's over. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that he's in control of a planet. And Skeletor is not. Yeah. It's clear by the end that the rebels are actually winning. Oh, Because in the same episode where you find out that um, the horse has a baby. Which I should not call. I keep forgetting his name. It's okay. Um, Shira, they, before they go to the Unicorn Island, they stop at a village of little animal guys. They're very small, and Katra and some hordesmen are just, like, fucking messing with them. And the little guys fight back, and they help Shira fight her off. And Hordak is like, Katra, you couldn't capture this village of little cute guys? And Katra's like, well, no, Shira showed up, and, you know, they fought. And he's like, what the hell, you guys? What the hell? (laughs) So it's kind of neat that she's winning. (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. I'm glad they get that far. Yeah, it's not like the planet is freed. It's more that you get the sense that the tide is turning in their favor. She's an underdog story, too. Like, she has all of these things going for her, and then you watch the cartoon and you're like, all right, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think the fact that it's so obviously targeted at little girls is ultimately undermining the story. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, like we said, with... Captain Planet 2 is like obviously on board of people sat around and wrote this thing to specifically message at specific people and it's very obvious. <laughs> yeah, and there are times too where you're like, okay, this is directed at little girls, but maybe you don't actually know what little girls want. Yeah, did you even like focus group it or what? <laughs> yeah, or you just did it. Oh, also Shira can talk to animals, which is another girl mm. power. Oh, that is a girl power, you're right. It's actually amazing that Monty and Captain Planet is not a girl. <laughs> exactly, and the whole reason she finds out is because the Rebellion is planning a raid on something. Oh and right, bear the like, bear comes out of the woods and she's like, wait, no. And then she like communes with it. And everybody's like, how do you know it doesn't want to eat us? So she's like And she's like, I guess I have animal powers now. Yeah. And everybody's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess. Yeah, like it's still fun to watch. It's just when you put it next to He-Man, it's not nearly as absurd as it should be. And it ends up being the kind of show that you watch while you're doing things. 
Yeah. I have to dedicate my full attention to He-Man because otherwise <laughs> I will be so lost that my brain will hurt. That's true. Like, I'm going to be lost even if I do pay attention to it, but at least my brain won't hurt. I'll be like, okay, so you threw the bad guys in the mud and that's why they're gone. Sure. Moving on. I'm going to go get some alcohol so I can deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Shira is like, oh, is she going to lay down? Cool. All right. Is she still on the way to that village? Yeah, she is. Okay. Oh, she found a little girl in a field. That's fine. I made a sandwich. <laughs> a little girl's still there. They must have gone to her village. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very straightforward. It may it may actually be suffering from something that like a lot of the old sci-fi books that I read suffer from is that so many other things have copied them that it's just cliche. And it's like, it's not Shira's fault because she came first, but there's so much other stuff that it's so familiar that it's hard to really care. Yeah. But to that end, what's happening with Shira now? Uh, as far as I can tell, fucking nothing. I know. Fuck. I was like, nobody's trying to reboot this show. Nobody's done mm-hmm. crossover. I mean, come on. She's cool. There's nothing wrong with her. Shira could be prime for a gritty fucking reboot, though. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Whereas He-Man has to be stupid. Shira, like, okay, if we're going to take her seriously, let's take her extra seriously. Can we make a battle corn? Like, I want a unicorn made for fighting. That is what Swiftwind is, and that's what it should be. Let's let's do that. Like, let's actually have him stab some people with his horn. I would love that. You know what? You're Right. right. You're right. If somebody wants to do Grim Dark, they need to do Grim Dark, Shira. And I will mm-hmm. not take other answers. Because it already kind of is. Like, she's literally been stolen from birth. Yeah. She's been brainwashed. It's a super then she dark finds movie. out she's the perfect rebel fighter. Bo has no interest in her and she no interest in him, but there are all these cute girls around with mm-hmm. special powers. Yeah. And so you can have these moments of levity in between these, like, oh, the horde is literally cutting down an entire forest and we have to fight them. Like, exactly. Exactly. Hello. Yeah. No. The only thing... So, like, I felt like Sailor Moon is a really obvious descendant of this show. I mean, from there, you've got, like, every little girl show that ever happened. Yeah. But, I mean, the transformation sequence alone, you're just like, this is Sailor Moon. Oh, Sailor yeah. Sailor Moon. Completely. The people who made that show watched the show. They gave some girls different color hair, and then they made this fancy transformation thing. Also, it's not to shit on Sailor Moon. It's no. just to say that, like, there's a lot of elements of She-Ra that other shows perfected. Like you said, yeah. her sassiness is pure Xena. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't even think about that before. You know, I've never seen She-Ra before. This isn't a show that I watched when I was a kid. So I was just like... Oh my god, no, I've seen all these aspects of this show in so many other cartoons and TV shows. Yeah, and like even in stuff that I love now, like the idea that um, when I watch Avatar The Last Airbender, you have Katara who gets healing powers and is very much a badass freedom fighter type of character. And I'm not trying to say that those are direct descendants because that ties a little bit more tenuous, but it's clear that Shira was once again started as a show to sell toys and because they gave a little bit more effort on it, it did well. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a precursor. You're like, oh, dang, look at you. All right, Shira. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So that's kind of interesting, but I do wish somebody would do something else with Shira herself. Yeah. Even some comics would be nice. I know. What if you had it? I would also love an adult Shira, like passing on the mantle. That'd be cool. Maybe she has an a, you know, academy and she's Aww. teaching girls to fight until she finds this one special girl who's not into it and she knows that she's like, you have the sorceress being like, that's the one. That's the <laughs> one to be the new Shira. Like, that would be great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no comic book line. Come on. There's Somebody toys. pick up fucking Shira. That's like, it. come on. Come on. 
Come on. <laughs> do some amazing shit with Shira. Like, leave He-Man alone. He's an apex whatever he's gonna be. Yeah. That's manly man. But Shira could do some cool stuff. She could. Dang. Also, she's not a rainbow fucking unicorn, and I don't think that's ever gonna be old. At the very least, she should be a pride float. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Now, going to Pride as He-Man and She-Ra would be pretty amazing. That would be so good. Like, that would be amazing. Yes. You'd need a rainbow unicorn. <laughs> Make one out of, like, paper mache. Oh, <gasps> what if you made a bike a rainbow unicorn? Oh, there's my always... God. Yes. And I apologize if some people consider this a slur. This is literally what I've heard them call themselves. Every Pride I've been to has a dykes on bikes. Yes. No, that's what Portion they call of themselves. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I imagine that you could have a bike decked out to be swift one and that would be amazing that would be amazing again gritty reboot swift wind is a bike (laughs) it's like mad max except shinier anyway what do you give shira as a rating like a two maybe (laughs) what do you think i'll give her at least a three because it was still fun yeah it was like fun to watch it was fun to watch it's just i don't know i honestly don't know why it's not quite as interesting that little bit of camp is gone. Like, it's yeah. it's still campy, but, like, they toned it down a little bit to make the plots work. And I like that the plots make sense. So it's I easier like to that. watch, but I'm not compelled in any way to watch it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, it's this in-between where, like, He-Man is completely ridiculous, but we haven't reached, like, the late 80s and the early 90s where we actually know what we're doing. So it's just kind of like, meh. Okay. Yeah, and she was just a little bit ridiculous. It's it was like a table with a wobbly leg to me, where you're uh, like, oh, this is perfectly serviceable, but I'm not going to use it. It's got a wobbly <laughs> leg. I don't want it. <laughs> it's perfectly serviceable, but I'm not going to use it. Meanwhile, yeah. like, if you find a table that's completely weird and decked out in a way that makes no sense, then you're just like, <laughs> what is this pile of garbage is coming in my house? Like... <laughs> I need it. I don't know why. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Or you sense. just at least have to, like, take a picture of it to show other people and just be like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Why is it happening? <laughs> I don't know. No one understands. It's not even really a table. It mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who did this? <laughs> you can't eat at it. <laughs> yeah. He-Man, I want to make people watch. I want yeah. to just be like, do you remember how insane this show is? No, you don't. Let's watch it. She-Ra, I'm like, mm, she's like low-key gay and probably an icon. So moving on. Yeah, I want people to know about her. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just want there to be a new movie or TV show or something. It's just, it's a little, it's, uh, I think she could have been done much, much better. Or much, much worse. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she needs to go one way or the other. She's stuck in the weird middle place where you're just like, meh. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just Shira. Like, Hordak is absurd sometimes, but not enough. Katra is not the same as Evelyn. Like, no. she actually is trying to work with Hordak. And then the evil sorceress is just sort of cowed. Like, there's this whole point where Hordak is like, what a great idea I had. And it was the evil wizard lady. And she went, yeah, you had a great idea. <laughs> and in my head, I just went, oh, it's too real. Like- <laughs> oh, that is too real. Yeah, there's weird stuff like that in there where you're like, well, that was oddly self-aware. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, did you do that on purpose or is this an accident? Like some it's lady not snuck good, a line in but there, it's I don't not know. bad. <laughs> it's not good, it's not bad. No, so you can't land anywhere. So that's why I'm giving it a three. It's worth watching. I want people to know about it. People should probably do more with Shira. Yeah, really? But Come on, guys. I don't think you need to drunk watch it. <laughs> No, you do need to substance watch, you man. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, definitely. Most most certainly. But Shira, if you want He-Man to make sense, watch the first couple episodes of her arc. But yeah. even then, like, by the fifth episode of her intro arc, I was like, are we done, girl? <laughs> no, it was so long. Are we finished? <laughs> Why haven't you figured out that you're Shira yet? It took He-Man, like, an intro, and then it was done. Yeah, like, he just says it in an intro. And I love that we've got some backstory for you, and you got to see your family and stuff, but there's only so long that I can sit here and be like, is she gonna get the sword? Know, like Man, the other 290 episodes make no sense if she doesn't. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> All right, well, poor Shira. We knew her well, I guess. I guess. <laughs> She'll be okay with her honor. Yeah, and she's, I mean, she's got a fucking rainbow flying unicorn pegasus. Oh, she's yeah, good. she's good. She's got a way better animal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not to mention, like, a frost girlfriend. Oh, yeah. So, she's fine. This show is produced by us, Kelly and Jess, as part of the Adjective Sphinx Network. The music we used was sung by me and can only be found here. And you can find links to any info we used in the show in the show notes. Find us and our sibling shows on Twitter at AdjectiveSphinx or email us at AdjectiveSphinx at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening.